Can I tell you a secret? Seriously, I want to tell you your secret to creating weekend freedom as an elementary teacher. How am I going to do that? With a free quiz that will take you less than a minute to fill out. You see, your secret to creating weekend freedom might be different than the teacher next door's. And when you fill out this quiz, I'm going to tell you the one thing that will allow you to finally leave school on Friday afternoon, ready to enjoy the weekend, guilt-free. Yes, it's possible. Not only that, you're going to get a customized podcast playlist that will help you with your result. Want to hear your secret? Take the quiz at www.teachinglittleleaders.com forward slash quiz. We're nearing the end of the year and... Your students are tired, you're tired, but learning still has to happen. So how are you going to keep your students engaged? Well, today I am sharing three engagement strategies that you can use with your students right away, not just at the end of the year, but all the time. And the best thing about these strategies is they are zero prep. The only thing you need is yourself and your students. Welcome to the Teacher Time Podcast, a space where teachers are empowered to take control of their prep time so they can enjoy their time off guilt-free. You know how teachers are always working long hours? Here, we're changing that norm together by tackling your biggest productivity questions and planning challenges. I'm your host, Stephanie Polovchik, kindergarten teacher, toddler mama, and your very own productivity mentor. I know what it takes to get your important tasks done so you can consistently work your scheduled hours as a teacher, and I'm sharing it all with you here. In this community, we believe that you can be an effective teacher without sacrificing your free time. So let's ditch that constant cycle of overwhelm for teacher time strategies that work. Why? Because your time matters. Hey there, teacher friend. Welcome back to the Teacher Time Podcast. I'm very excited about this week's podcast episode, our topic that we are talking about. But before we jump into that, I have got to preface this episode by addressing my voice. When I am recording this, at the time I'm recording this, I am just getting over strep throat and I... uh, I lost my voice due to allergies. So anyway, you're hearing a nasally version of my voice, and I want to assure you that hopefully things will be back to normal next week. Hopefully this is a one-week thing, Uh, but wanted to – I had to start off our episode by just letting you know why I might sound like this to you this week. Anyway, this week's episode topic, we are shifting gears just a little bit from April because in April, we talked about a lot about stress management and overcoming burnout. I had two fantastic guests on the podcast, Amber Harper and Jen Rafferty. You should absolutely go back and listen to all of the episodes in April. Uh, we talked about overcoming your Sunday scaries. Amber talked about using your burnout as a catalyst for change. Jen talked about letting go of the shoulds and just, you know, managing that stress and, and making yourself a priority. It was it was a great month on the podcast, but I really wanted to talk about engagement strategies that we can use. And I wanted to talk about this for two reasons. The first reason is we are 
nearing the end of the school year at the time that this episode is going live. And so at the end of the school year, we all know that student engagement can be a challenge. And so I wanted to share some super easy engagement strategies to help with that. But the other reason I wanted to talk about this is because I find that as teachers, we tend to overcomplicate things. We tend to overcomplicate specifically our plans and like our materials when really engaging the students can happen just from you. We don't need all these fancy lessons and activities all the time, right? Now don't get me wrong, I just I just in April we did a or actually was it it was the very very end of March. We did a writing celebration and we went all out. I mean, room decorated. I had some fantastic room parents helping out. So I'm this is not me saying that like we can't be extra. This is me saying be extra but don't feel like you need to do that all the time. And if you're wondering how you can engage your students, you don't need to get super fancy. In fact, I like to say that you as the teacher can really lean into your unique abilities to engage your students. Uh, however that might be, whether that might be in song, whether that is in movement-based learning, however you like to do that. I feel like every teacher kind of has their own unique their own unique thing, right? Uh, but this week, I wanted to share just a couple of engagement strategies that you can use, yes, now at the end of the year, but anytime. So it'll be really fun for you to hear these strategies and then take them, try them out at the end of this school year, and then bring them in to the next school year too. So enough about the background of all of this. Let's Let's talk about these engagement strategies. So all of these strategies are things that you, the teacher, can do. They are zero prep, and they just kind of invite your students into the lesson more. So the first engagement strategy is called My Turn, Your Turn. And when I first introduced this to students, we actually introduce it as a game. So it's like an activity that we play during our morning meeting time. So I'll say, my turn, and I'll do a couple of movements, right? I'll like touch my nose, touch my head. And then I will pause. I will wait. They cannot do what I did until I say, your turn. So this does two things. It helps with their active listening. They have to watch you. You can also give verbal directions. So like I could say, my turn, touch eyes, touch head, touch nose, and then pause. And then I would say, your turn. And they would have to then say and do those motions. And and that, if you if you add the verbal component, you're you're having them practice their listening and following directions as well as waiting skills. Or you can say, my turn, do the motions. Don't say anything until you say your turn and then they have to do the motions. And so you can see how these just address different skills. Anyway, that's how it's first introduced. And I actually learned that game through the social emotional learning program uh, second step. So that's how we kind of started to use this. But then I took that and decided to make it part of our 
everyday teaching. So I'll use it when I want students to echo or, you know, repeat. I call it echo with them. So (laughs) repeat what I'm saying, you know, or like if I'm going to model something and then it's their turn to do it, we'll do my turn, your turn. Uh, And so I will say my turn, they have to listen and then to whatever it is that I'm saying or doing. And then I say your turn and they then repeat. So that's the first one. Uh, It's a great way to build those listening skills and keep them engaged in, in what you're doing. Okay. The second engagement strategy is called blurt. And I know this might seem counterintuitive because we don't really want our students to blurt. So what I will say about this one is you definitely want to have some explicit teaching about how we use blurt and when students blurt and when they don't blurt. So the way that I use this is if I want students to like kind of, sometimes I call it like fill in the blank. So like if we're reading a morning message and I, I'll start the morning message, I'll start to read it. I'll say, good morning. And then I'll say today, and then I'll point to the next word, right? And I'll I'll say blurt, and they have to read the next word. Or, you know, if we are reviewing a concept that they have already learned, and I know that they know the answer to that, then I might say something like, the digraph SH makes the sound blurt, and then they have to call it out. Having this strategy for that concept, like so having this strategy is like where I say blurt and then they know they're allowed to blurt, it kind of lets them know, okay, like when she says this, that is when I can call out, right? And like I said, this is something where you're going to want to explicitly teach it and tell your students, okay, when I, the teacher, say blurt, I want you to call out. But if I don't say blurt, that means you are going to, you know, make sure you are listening to the speaker. Okay, third engagement strategy is a whole brain teaching strategy. If you are not familiar with whole brain teaching, I highly recommend that you check it out. There's some some great resources and strategies, but I specifically love the mirror strategy. And so mirror is where you, as the teacher, hold your two hands kind of up, almost like in a miming type of motion, and you say mirrors on, and then students say mirrors on, and they, they mirror you with your hand motion. I like to also have students, I have them mirror my hand motions with me. So like I like to use this specifically when I'm giving instructions that are multi-step. So if the instructions are write my name, cut the pictures, sort the pictures, you know, then I would say mirrors on. They would say mirrors on. With my hands, I would be like miming out what they are doing as I'm giving directions. So picture this in your head for a second, okay? Mirrors on. You would say mirrors on. And then what I'm doing, I am saying write my name and I'm miming that out. While I am miming that out, they are mimicking my hand motions. So I'm saying, write my name, cut the pictures, sort the pictures. So picture in your head what your hand motions might be looking like, and they are mirroring you. I like to then pair this with having them repeat it back to me. And I do that, I do that with another whole brain teaching strategy where I'll say, okay, teach. And they say, okay, and they do it. They do the hand motions and they do, and they say the directions. 
So that would look like some kind of pairing two engagement strategies here uh, in one. So we've got mirror. I'm mirroring and saying the directions. Write my name. Cut the pictures. Sort the pictures. They're not saying anything. They're just mirroring me with, my, with their hands. And then I say, okay, teach. And they say, okay, write my name. Cut the pictures. Sort the pictures. This really helps when you have multi-step directions. Another time I like to use mirror is when I'm teaching a new concept and really like any kind of concept that we're working on, like I love to give us some hand motions to follow. So I'll give you an example since I mentioned digraphs before, right? So when we're talking about digraphs, I have them mirror me and I'll tell them, okay, today we're going to learn what a digraph is. And I'll say mirror and they'll put their mirrors up, right? Their hands up and I will move hand motion. So I will it's hard to describe over a podcast. <laughs> I will I will take one hand out to one side, one hand out to the other side as I'm speaking. So picture this. A digraph is two letters and my hands are my two hands are out to the two sides, two letters and then I clap my hands together that make one sound. So I say a digraph is two letters that make one sound. They are mirroring me with their hands and then I tell them, "Okay, teach." They they repeat and do exactly what I just did. A digraph is two letters that make one sound. There are so many ways that you can use this strategy now that you're aware of it. If you haven't been doing like these strategies specifically before, I think you're going to see like how many ways that you can use this on a daily basis. And again, the reason why this engagement strategy is great is because it again, invites students into the learning. It makes them active participants. And if you do like any research on whole brain teaching, they talk about how just incorporating those body movements, it just activates like all the parts of your brain, which is better for your memory. So those were the three kind of four engagement strategies that I wanted to chat with you about today. Let's do a quick recap. My turn, your turn where you are saying or doing something and then students are repeating, but they don't get to do that until you give them permission by saying your turn. Blurt, where you are giving your permission, your students permission to call out, fill in the blank with that, with whatever you want them to say. And then number three, mirror slash teach okay. I hope that these strategies are helpful. I hope that you're going to give one or all of them a try. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. I love to hear from you guys. Tell me tell me which strategy you're going to try and uh, if you liked this, this episode topic because it's a little bit different than anything that we've done in the past. Uh, I want you to keep an eye out for the upcoming episodes this month. We are going to be talking about report cards. So next week specifically, we are talking about mistakes that I've made when writing report cards. And we're going to do one more report card episode after that. And then we're going to get into some end of the year stuff. So lots of exciting things happening in May too. I will see you back here next Tuesday. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what we talked about here and want to connect further, you can find everything you need on my website, www.teachinglittleleaders.com. 
And if you loved this episode in particular, share it with your teacher friends by taking a screenshot and posting to Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at Teaching Little Leaders so I can see it and reshare. I'll see you next Tuesday. Have a fabulous week.